talking about Purim. It's made a cheshbon that uh, it's, it's already after Purim cotton, so I can start talking about Purim. But uh, just in regards to times, so we have four more shmuz and four more Sunday nights before Purim. So one Rabbi Kreisel will say, and one is an offshop, so at least we two two shmuz for Purim. So two shmuz for Purim is already, um, I have an excuse to start talking about Purim already. Only got two shmuz for Purim. Um, Because I'll say that Purim is not part of Lassid Lava. Purim is out of all of the Yemen Taibim. Purim has, is, is not part of Lassid Lava. Um, there's, something, there's something in the elements of eternity of, of, of which Purim has, which you have to explain on what is that. Uh, so that obviously means that the, the point which we're, we're, we're touching into is that Purim, Purim allows us to touch into the world of Nitzchias, the world of eternity. Um, and what is that? The Rizal says that we know that there's different spheres, the different Yom Tavim correspond to the different spheres, and the Rizal says that Hanukkah corresponds to Hoid, and Purim corresponds to Netzach. Uh, so again, we have, we have the Purim corresponds to the concept of the element of Netzach, the, of, of Netzach. Now, the Netzach over there, Poshut, the Poshut Taich of Netzach over there is referring to the idea of overpowering, winning, not of eternity, but the, the, well, we'll talk about that. Maybe we can we can correspond those two elements as, as well. Uh, Sholem Elach is 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 asked to go out and destroy Amalek, and he comes back. He doesn't tr- it does not destroy Amalek properly, and the Kaddish Baruch comes to Shmuel and Nabi, and he says that I, I have Charata that I was Mamlech Sholas the Melech. And he's going to lose the malucha. So he tells Shmuel, tells Shaul that this is what's going to happen. He says, "No, I'll do tshuva, etc." He says, "Netzach Yisrael lo yeshaker. Netzach Yisrael is not going to be meshaker. We're dealing with the issue of Netzach over here." And he uses specifically the term that the Kaddish Baruch Hu is the Netzach Yisrael. He's the source of eternity for Klal Yisrael, in conjunction with the destruction of Amalek. In conjunction with the destruction of Amalek. Shmuel Navi chooses the word, the phrase Netzach Yisrael. Um, we find the Psukim, when they talk about the, the Mocham of Amalek, that uh, Yeshua goes out at the end, end of the Parshish, to fight Amalek. And the Bershom promises, that the Muhammad Kashbrach will have with the Molek will continue from generation to generation. It has its element of Nitzchius in it. This, this destruction of a Molek, the Muhammad with a Molek, is something which will continue for all the generations to come. Okay, so uh, we seem to see that there's an, there's an intrinsic element of Netzach in, in the Yantam Purim. Esther comes in the story of in the in the Megillah. Okay, and she's going to uh, make her bakasha to but to save to save Klai Yisrael. 
Um, so she invites them in Capitol Hay, in Perak Hay, she invites them to a, to a Mishta. So they bring him to the Mishta. And the Melech, again, it, she comes into the Melech, he says, what can I do for you? Up to Chatziah Malchus, you know, saying, Loch, he says, please come to my party. So they come to the party again, and she says, if you want to do, me, do what, what I ask, is come again to a party tomorrow. So she pushes off her bakasha to tomorrow. She seeks, seeks out Mochor, tomorrow. Now, what happens in the, the interim between today and tomorrow, between that tomorrow, a tremendous amount of things happen in that point in time. So Haman has his whole plan, and he makes him eights, everything is going wonderful, etc. And then, and tomorrow everything changes. So that means that right now, at this point, at this moment, Haman's on the top of the world. Klaishul is on the bottom. And she says, I'm not going to beat him today. But Mohar, tomorrow, is a different ballgame. It's hard not to hear the, hear the, the, the echo of that phrase. Then the Parsha B'Shalach, so they come and they fight. So they they came and they attacked. So what does Moshe tell Yeshua? Moshe says they're already attacked. They Amalek attacked. So why Mochor? But Moshe says Mochor. I'll stand, I'm going to stand on, 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 out there and I'm going to Davin and right he went up to fight and Moshe went up to the, to the Kibbutz it doesn't say that he waited until tomorrow but is that, we assume it's what it's referring to right so it's hard not to hear the echo of the, of the Mocher of, of Esther Amalka in the Mocher of Moshe Rabbeinu because I'll say that there's a concept of also these cars, Rishayim by the Mazet. You can't set up with Rishayim in this world. In this world, you can't set up with Rishayim. The word says, "What's it referring to?" It's referring to a Russia Shasom Masachekesloi. So Matthias Yovan has a shmuz. He quotes that the reporter said, "And the Chasom Masachekesloi, Russia, which the Shah is Masachekesloi, that he seems to be being favored. There's nobody greater than Haman." Um, so you kept him as car, but we're showing by the Mazep. So how did the Mordechai start up with 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 Haman? I mean, how do you understand that? I mean, because I said you're not allowed to do this. You're not, not a chapter with them. So the answer is by the Mazep, you can't chapter with them. If you're if you're if you're, if you're a person who's an other Mazep, take a yid. You live in a person. You live in this world. You live in the here and now. So you can't set up with the Rishoyim, the Shema Sechekos But a person who lives in the, from the vantage point of Elam Haboa, of the then and the there, not the here and the now, you could be miscarried by Elam Rishoyim, because you know that it will not, will not last. 
the, the vantage points of Netzach allows us to see things from a totally different vantage perspective. Shira of Chaim used to say over that um, there's, there's a strange, there's a challenging medrash that the medrash says that that uh, the Umus Olam come and they attack Chayyusro. The medrash says it's a marshal to uh, a uh, gives a marshal to a bird which made its nest by the by the by the by the seashore, and the water came and wiped away the nest. And the bird was very upset, and the bird says, okay, it's going to take revenge on the, on the, on the yam. So it's going to empty out the yam. So it takes, goes to the yam, picks up water in its beak, and pours it out onto the abosh. It does it again, and does it again. So the manager says, whatever it does, it doesn't make a dent into the yam. So the Umus Island, whatever they do to Klaus, so it doesn't make a dent into Klaus. That's the manager. So again, without getting involved in the protein, the bird, and the, the, whatever, the revenge, etc. But, but Says the point of the matter is it doesn't make a dent in Klai So it says six million Jews isn't a dent. What does that mean? What's the matter saying? You know, the Chazal, if you look at the, the Chazals, but they describe Koran Abayis, you're talking about millions of people were killed. So whether you take the Chazal Kipshut or not Kipshut, whatever it means, it was a tremendous destruction in Klai So what did that mean that it doesn't, doesn't make a dent? And he answered from the perspective of Netzach, it doesn't make a dent. That perspective of the here and the now, there's a tremendous shlita, there's a tremendous power. The godless of Klai Yisrael is that there's not, that we don't live in the here and the now, we live with an understanding that there's a, there's a then and there's a there. There's another layer, there's another, there's, there's a, there's a, there's another part of the story which we know is coming. And from that vantage point, Klaiso at the end is going to exist, and they cannot damage Klaiso in any way, shape, or form. Whatever they've done now at this moment seems to be weakening Klaiso. It's not. It's not a reality because when you measure it in, in, from the vantage point of infinity, it's nothing. That's what Netzach is. The Mida of Netzach, which means to be Menatzeach, to win. We normally understand how do you win by overpowering. That's incorrect. What we're understanding right now, the reason why we use the word netzach to mean overpowering and netzach to mean eternity because the way you win is by staying power. You don't have to overpower. You just have to stay in the game so the other person is worn out. The Claudius is godless that they stay in the game so the other person is worn out. Not because we overpower the other nations. Kleisel rarely has accomplished by overpowering, at least in the last 2,000 years for sure, by over, we have not won by overpowering the other nations. But we have won by the fact that we have staying power. Right? The famous quote from Mark Twain, he says he doesn't understand. It just, it doesn't, the only nation which is eternal is, is, is the Jewish people. All of the nations come and make this big, you know, rash, curl, rash, godel, you know. The Romans, you know, like, you know, anybody had more power than the Romans? Where are the Romans nowadays exactly? You know, some columns, you know, you go and see some, you know, you can look at, look at some ruins, you know, in, in, in Italy, you know. The Greeks, the Romans, Persians, you know, they're trying to revive it. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not, the, not who's, it's the same Persians even. Egypt, you know, I mean, Egypt, mighty empire, you know. 
a lot of big pyramids, you know. The Jews walking around still. Mordechai says, you can't be miscarried but with the rush of Barlamazet. Haman, there's nobody greater than Haman. And Mordechai says, yeah, but tomorrow we'll see what's going to happen by tomorrow. Haman's on the top of the world. And we, we, I, I mean, I, I, the only kiddish to me by Haman is, you know, that you know, he had a have of these, you know, I mean, most people would have just committed suicide. Right? I mean, you know, there's stories. A person, the person on the top of the world, you know, people have these tremendous losses in the stock market. They just, they just committed suicide. Right? The guy went from the pinnacle of power. I mean, he's talking about there's only one empire at that point in time, and it, it controls all of the known world. And he's the, he's the second to command to the king, which basically, basically, and he seems to be controlling the king very well. He basically is the person that has the, all of the power in the world. There's nobody higher than him. And he, he's schlepping Mordechai around on a horse. I mean, like you're out of your mind? Right? He's being, having chamber pots being emptied on his head. Right? It's like, it's like, wow, you know, like, you know, I mean, you know, it's appealed to me that he didn't, you know, just like, you know, I'm done. I mean, I, I could, he would have said it, there's this, the, 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 the Melech, Higiyu, and slapped him to the party, right? He, he, he's all on the vacay, on the just give up already, you know? The, 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 the Rizal says that the, the Moshe the, is, corresponds to the meat of Netzach, Aaron corresponds to the meat of Hoyd, Hoyd is the beauty of, of Kahuna, etc., etc. But it's like Hanukkah's connect of that. Moshe Rabbeinu, the, 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 the Torah's godless, what, what, what Moshe Rabbeinu gave to Klayaso was a keli which allows us to view the world from a different vantage point. I don't define success by where I am at this moment. I define success by where I'm going. There's a beautiful word, there's a beautiful machshava from Rucham, or, or, or you know, a, think about it for a moment. He says he asked us to correspond to, to, to take two groups and compare them and decide which one is greater. We have the story of the Miraglim in Parsha Shlach, and we have the story of Rachav Azayna in the Haftarah of Parsha Shlach. Okay, who were the Miraglim? The Miraglim, Chazal say, were the greatest people of Klal Yisrael. There was nobody greater than the Miraglim. Kolev, Yeshua were member in the Miraglim, and they're listed number five. It's it, right? They were listed before. Ryakov suggests in one place he says that maybe the lesson from because Kalev was number five on the list. That there was four people who were greater than Kalev in this group. They were towering cedars, right? The 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 the, the red the, the California they're these gigantic people, godless mamish. Rachov. She's from the Zionomus. She's a Zaina, Kornomshat means a Zaina Mamish, Romshat means she's a, she's a woman who has a store which gives people Zainas, whatever. She's not Jewish. What's the end of the story? The Miraglim are destroyed, they're killed, 
their, their Zecher is obliterated. And Rachel becomes a Giyaris, because I'll say she married Yehoshua, she married the, the God of Lador. And Zecher had three, three daughters from Yeshua. So, how are we supposed to look at that? He says, so that he has a Shmuz in the Daschach Hamos and Chedlik Aleph, called Hanoivel Vahatsemeach. The definition of God and Klayasel is not by where you are now, but whether you're growing or whether you're withering. The highest cedar, but if it's dying, it's dead wood. It's going to come down. It's going to collapse. It's going to fall. It's to be destroyed. And a sapling which is growing is growing. It's small, very, but it's growing. The definition is not where you are, it's where you're going. That's the lesson. That's the aside the Torah defines me. It's not who you are. It's not where you are. It's what, what you're aspiring to be and what you're doing to get there. We are trained in the, raised in the concept of, of, of Netzach, of looking towards tomorrow. I, I had an experience of that today. Somebody asked me this morning, so what's it, when's the next Yamiyun? I said, excuse me, let me finish this one. I said, oh, we have to think about the next one already. I said, tomorrow, I said. Right. You know, let me let me at least catch my breath. Right. We're, not, we're we're always moving forward. Right? He's right. You know, just I wasn't in the mood of dealing with it, but he's right. The mice, right? right? I once there was a person, Chosham Tamachalchem was who put out a lot of swarm, etc. And it was this small when he put out a safer. You have the picture of they're putting out a safer. Chosham swarm, like it's a tremendous amount of work. And you know, the person talk about the Shiloh, about making a bracha. When you get, you get the first copy of the Sefer, you get the first bound copy. There's a Gwaldag Simcha, you make a bracha on it. It's Mitzvah Allah. How does it know? Do you make a bracha? Not make a bracha. Chat to the Shiloh and Poiskim. Right? So one time I had a conversation with him about, like, you know, like, what's the right emotion? How do you deal with this, etc.? Not that I ever got to that position yet, but, you know, like, what's the right emotion? So he says to me, like, he feels very happy. His immediate thought process is, and what's next? Instead of the, the, the defining myself by what I've accomplished, and look how great I am, look what I've accomplished, he says, okay, that allows me to, to, to understand that I can go right to. I can do more. Not to denigrate what I've accomplished, to look at it as worthless, but from that vantage point, understand that let's go right let's go to, let's do some more. So that can be a very empowering moment or it can be a limiting moment. Look, I can focus on what I've done. As soon as I focus on what I've done, I end. It's not Netzach anymore. The goddess is we have a tomorrow. That also means that if today was no good, tomorrow could be better. If you look at the Parsha of the Kisisa, in many words, I think Kisisa is a fascinating Parsha to me. I can't say this because Chazal said you can't say one Parsha is more important than the other, one Parsha is more important than the other. But Kisisa is probably the most important Parsha. That being said, it's the most important Parsha in the whole Torah. Because Kisisa is the Parsha which talks about you get a second chance. Now, let's go back to our, our, you know, our, our emotions Klai Yisrael is by Harsinai. And Klai Yisrael has reached the Madrega of what a region called a Machet. They've been Masak in the Pagam in the world. 
they removed Misa, there's no Misa, because I'll say that had they not done the Chetah Egel, no nation would have power over them. The Muslim would have no power over them. The Malachim would have no power over them. Right? They're, 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 they're standing at the moment of tremendous, of, of tremendous spiritual success, and they know it. And imagine the emotion, the feeling that they've accomplished. They went from being the lowly slaves of Mitzrayim to becoming the most, great, the most important people in the whole world. In a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a spiritual sense, and they understand it. They understand from that vantage point the whole purpose of the whole Bria. The Russian created the Bria. They're being massacred. It. They just gotta, all they got to do is get there to Israel, and Mashiach comes, and it's all done. History is completed. Now, the Rukhab Shalomitz has a shmooz where he talks about Shalom Aleph. Blew it. By Amalek, he blew it. See, he makes it interesting about Kasha. See, he asked, he asked Shmuel, Vatoa son of Katasi, Vishubi, Vishtakabel Hashem. Hold up, be so, be noisy it, and come with me and, and bow to Hashem. I'm not going to go with you. And then he gives the book. And then Come with me to bow. Now, because I'll say that Shaul was a person who was a tremendous honor. He says, no, get me a bishikle COVID. Let's go bow together. Give me COVID. What's he asking for? What's bothering him? So he, he the Rabbi Shalabit says the following horror. Story of Rus and Orpah leaving with Naomi. Now, Gary, I don't know how common they were. They weren't, but these, because I'll say these were the, these were the children. These were the children of the Melech. These were the children of, 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 of Eglon Melech Moyev. And they chose to marry Jewish men. And they chose to leave with their mother-in-law after the husband had died, to go back to be impoverished people who are going to pick grains amongst the, the harvesters in Arzisra. Rus and Orpah. And they go and they once and, and Nomi says, "Go back. I have nothing to give you." And they say, "No, we will stick. They will both, we will both stay with you." And she says a second time. And after the second time, Orpah leaves. And she says to Ruth, "You see that you, Orpah left." She says, "No." And she says a third time to her, "Go back." She says, "No," and she goes with her. What happened to Orpah? Look at the godless of this woman. She said no at the end, but look at that. She was willing to go. She even was challenged by her mother-in-law one time, and she said, no, I'm going to go with you. After the second time, she says, you know, you got a good point. She goes back home. So Chazal says she went back home, and that night she was Mazana with five men. Like, what happened? It says, and a person is holding on the, on the cusp of godless and ruchnius, and they feel that they fell the emotional pain is so overwhelming 
the depression which comes with it is that they're, they're, they're vulnerable to doing the most terrible of errors at that moment. Because the feeling of emptiness which comes with, I've lost all my Kedusha. Orpah's walking home and she says, you know what? I understand her argument, but look what I lost. I lost being part of Klai Yisrael. And that emotion left her so empty and so void that she, didn't, she could do anything. Shol is the Melech Yisrael. Melech Yisrael means the, he's the Leva Am. He has the Kedusha of the all of Klai Yisrael on his shoulders. And he was just told you, Hashem has found you Mias. And Shaul says, What's I'm going to walk home, I'm going to walk out this door, and I'm going to fall apart. Who knows what I could do? I need you to give me back that recognition that I'm somebody of value. I need the covenant. They said, No, no, you still have something of value. You're, you're not worthless. Don't, don't, don't blow it. Klai Yisrael does the Chet Ego. Now, I, I, we, we could do a psychological study of Klai Yisrael. I don't know what they were like. But you, I, you can just imagine. Just imagine the emotion of pain, of depression, of frustration, of loss. What it means to do Chetah Egel. They realize, Moshevedo comes down, and he breaks the luchas in front of their face. And he takes the Egel and he grinds it up into pieces. And he puts it into, he gives it everybody to drink. What emotion, what, what disappointment, what frustration they have at that moment. And the Russian says, you know what? You can do chew and you can correct it. There's a tomorrow. Today you blew it. There's a tomorrow. Tomorrow might be a very long time. We It's going to take a long time to get to that tomorrow. But there's a tomorrow. It doesn't end now. Amalek represents all of the feeling of loss and destruction and everything which is inside of ourselves. Rafi Yadeim and they've lost, they're cold. It's a kaltkite, which we feel towards something. And it usually comes after we've done something wrong. We just feel so emptied. And there's a concept called mochor. There's a tomorrow. It doesn't end now. You'll, you'll be t- tomorrow, there's a second chance. For our generation, for sure, because I'll say that the only reason Claudius so did the Chet the Ego to, be, to show all of the, nation, the generations to come that it's that shy to do tshuva. Purim is the power of Claudius who has done something wrong and the Bershom says, you know what? Look what you did. Haman is the embodiment of the problem. He's not the problem. The problem is you, Claudius. So you did something wrong to the point that you deserve to be destroyed. There can't be anything more depressing than that. It comes Mordecai and says, you know what? There's a tomorrow. I'm not looking at the, 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 the Hatzlok of the Rosh Hashanah, which represents that Klayusel has fallen and there's a decree against Klayusel and Shemayim. It's not Bedam, which means it's not the life, def- it's not the life definition of what we are, it's Petit. It's dirt. It's a, it's, 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 it's a spot on, on my clothing. It's a big spot. It's a, it's a horrible spot. It's destruction. But we overcome. That's the power of Mokhar. We overcome a Molech by understanding that there is a tomorrow. 
There's a tomorrow we seem to be low. We will eventually be successful. In the, but even more so, inside of ourselves, we lost it. We've blown it. We feel horrible about ourselves. We're frustrated. We're disappointed. Okay. There's a tomorrow. Shmuel tells, accepts Shol's Bakasha, Kadenino. Later on, when Shol finally doesn't know what to do, right? He can't, he, he, can't, he doesn't know what to do. He finally, he's, he's being pressured with the, the whole situation with the Muhammad. And he, Shloikadin, he calls up Shmuel through a, the Balasoiv. And what does Shmuel say to him? Tomorrow you'll be with me. Tomorrow you'll be with me. Your true will be in this Kabul. Tomorrow you'll be with me. Whatever you've done wrong, tomorrow you're going to be with Shmuel Navi in Shemayim. There's a Mokhar. That's his final Tikkun. That Shmuel is able to find the moment of Mokhar. He's going to be destroyed in this world. It's going to end in this world. But there's a Mokhar. In Shemayim he'll be with Shmuel Navi. Moshe Rabbeinu was the meat of Netzach. The Torah is the meat of Netzach because Torah gives us the ability to deal with the disappointments and the frustrations. Torah gives us the kalim. Torah gives us the lessons to understand that we're not perfect. That we made mistakes, but that's not the finding element. And we can pick ourselves up and do it again and again and again and again. Because there's always a mochor. There's always a future. There's always an opportunity, a possibility. We, we are eternal. Our neshama is eternal. It's not a final destruction. It can be corrected. It can be rectified. It can be dealt with. To understand the God of Purim is that Klai is eternal, not just in a physical sense, but much more importantly in a spiritual sense, in an emotional sense. We have the power to look towards the future, build ourselves, never to stop, and always to grow.